Hey squad, welcome to another week of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Uh, before we dive into episode 85 with uh, Jasmine Birch, the newest member of Virtus Performance forward slash most recent graduate of the mentorship program. Uh, I would like to say thank you to all you guys for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure being able to bring this episode, these episodes to you each week to be able to have conversations with cool people doing cool shit. It's kind of like the dream job that I don't get paid for. But as you'll learn in the last minute of Jasmine's, uh, Jasmine's episode, doesn't matter whether you get paid or not or how much you get paid, as long as you're doing something that makes you happy and fills you up, then we're all good. The, uh, the money will come eventually and the money will flow in. Uh, if anyone wants to sponsor the podcast, you're more than welcome to. No. Um, all right, so this episode, uh, Jazz, as I said, very recent graduate of the mentorship. She's about to dive into being a coach. So we kind of talked about her journey, her struggles, all the things that she's been through, which is a lot more than the average 20-year-old. I love the fact that we have a platform like this where you know I can talk to people who are industry professionals, people who are leading the charge in their particular field. I can talk to you know, grandparents, mums, dads, uh, and talk to 20-year-olds named Rook about how they see the world and what they believe. And, and if Jazz didn't mention that she was 20 like 14 times and rip into me being old a couple of times, then you wouldn't know she's 20 years old because she has a very mature head on her shoulders. Which is good because it just means when she starts working, I'm going to expect way more from her. Let's get stuck in. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Jasmine? Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. <laughs> it's funny, good to have you, mate. Happy to be here. You excited? Nervous? How are you feeling? Um... Excited, nervous, butterflies all at once. Excited, nervous, same thing. It is. One we look at positively, one we don't. Yeah. I think, like, overall, it's just butterflies in the stomach that flutter along. Good. And that's what it feels uh, like. You'll be fine. If anyone wants to send Jazz some words of support, by all means, now's probably the time. Send her some good luck. First question for you. Mm. What gets you out of bed in the morning? It's a good question. Thanks. I knew that. (laughs) I knew you'd ask me that, but (laughs) it's funny because like I'll listen to these podcasts and I hear that one question that you say to every person, and I've never actually thought about what my answer is, kind of thing. And then when you like now that I've got to think of it, I'm like, okay, what is it? I think the biggest thing that gets me out of bed every morning is to get up and learn and just grow more and more each day. I sort of like the fact that like each day you can sort of finish it off and think, yep, I've learned that today or today I've succeeded that today. I tried that, that I've never tried before. Um, I think that stuff's really cool. And I think that's what gets me up out of bed every single day. Cause currently things like 
work and uni and stuff like it's stuff that I do but at the end of the day finishing it off and working out what I learned from it is what gets me out of bed have you always been hungry to learn hungry to like find ways for you to grow yeah I have and it's weird like I was thinking about it a while ago I was trying to work out why I have no idea why it's um interesting but I have always throughout school year 12 Year 11, year 12, I did VCE and I was always pushing myself to do more and more in terms of like learning and picked all the shitty subjects like <laughs> bio, health and human, maths, PE, like all the sports science All the best based. subjects. Yeah, like all the ones that I thought of, I plotted it out really smartly. You could say in like year 10 and thought, yeah, let's like pick subjects that will relate all well together and then that pushed me to keep going in learning I think because they all somehow related together and I was like yep this is cool let's keep learning about it and went from there really yeah when you were a kid Mm. what did you want to be when you grew up I don't know I don't think I really ever had anything set in mind at all like I didn't really no, I think probably one time I would have been like, yeah, let's be a vet or yeah, let's be <laughs> like, my mum was a nurse. So I used to sometimes say like, yeah, I'll do nursing maybe, but I never really ended up following that path. And it sucks because now I look back at it and I'm always like, eh, maybe I should just pick nursing. Why? Because, I don't know, it's going back to that idea of like the degree you've done or the degree I'm in, it's an easy, nursing is such one of them things that you finish it and you sort of... A nurse. Yeah, you're a nurse. But I think, yeah, the degree that we are in, you've done. So for the people playing at home, what are mm. you studying? Physical activity and health science. So. And how far in are you? Third year. Started up this week to finish off my last year. I spent all last year, it started off with, in my first year of uni, I was doing exercise science and public health, a double degree. And um, that was awesome, was doing that. The public health side, I hated. It was boring, it was so shit. I thought it'd be like health and human, VCE, but it was nothing like that. It was a complete opposite. Yeah. And I was like, yep, why did I pick this? So then I like went to the um, course coordinator and I was like, yep. Actually, it didn't start off like that. So in my first year, I had a head injury halfway through the first year of it. And then that made me go part-time in my second semester and then during being part-time I sort of stopped and I was like wow why am I doing this course that's going to take me like over four years now to complete and I don't even know what I want out of it so I went and saw the course coordinator and I was like what am I doing let's get somewhere with this (laughs) and then he was awesome and convinced me yeah so I was straight away like I needed I don't know I just like three years to be like hey what the hell's happening yeah it was really like I look back on it now and I just pushed myself so much awesome i don't know it's full on that's for sure but yeah the course coordinator convinced me into a three-year course because then i was like yep i want to be a teacher let's do a master's of teaching after my degree (laughs) and that'll get me to a set like time spot place with a job title after it and then yeah went from there it's pretty pretty cool you can kind of look back at I guess your first year of uni and yeah. the fact that you were able to 
not just like go with the flow you're able to go okay I want to change this I want to tweak this yeah before we just brush over it talk me through the head injury mm-hmm. what happened really good story <laughs> better be oh. can't say it's a really good story I actually man. don't know if I should say because you're going to think of like another shitty nickname to give me probably we'll get to the nickname later mm. <laughs> um I was at work which was being a pharmacy assistant at so just like I was standing at the registers about to serve a customer, all was fine. I went to work that day really sick and I just started the job. I was about 10 shifts in. Um, yeah, I went to work when I shouldn't have. I was sick, had the flu. Um, just had like two days in a row of uni. I was probably only about like 10 weeks into like first year of uni or whatever. Pretty full on, pushing myself, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, customers came up to the registers I was serving them out of nowhere, just blacked out, like yeah. fainted, hit the back of my head on the ground, on the tiles. And then the ambulance came and they got me to Frankston Hospital. It's funny, the place I was working at was in Frankston, which was five minutes away from Frankston Hospital. And long story short, we got a bill for like the ambulance car um, trip and that costed like a thousand two hundred dollars and literally it was like less than a five minute drive fun fact anyway make sure you've always got cover which i did (coughs) yeah shout out to everyone who doesn't have an ambulance cover yeah get get on to it because that stuff's crazy (laughs) um yeah so went to frankston hospital had a ct scan done had a blood clot hemorrhage forming in the left side of my brain crazy stuff they didn't have any brain neurosurgeons at the time so then i got emergency transported to Alfred Hospital that night had oh, brain yeah. surgery done like literally got to Alfred like I think my shift was at like 10 in, like a 10 to a 4 or something I think the fall happened at 11 in the morning I got to Frankston Hospital at 12 I had surgery done like 11 p.m that night and like wow. yeah crazy stuff how mm. does there's like 15 different questions I could ask oh yeah you, but it's insane Thinking back on it now, mm. how does that event, it's a two-part question, how does it yeah. make you feel, and second part, how does it shape the person you are now? It um, makes me feel proud of myself in a way that I look back now. A lot of people hear the story and they're like, wow, shut up, like you didn't have brain surgery. <laughs> I'll show you the photo of like, I know we're on a podcast and they can't <laughs> see it, but like... I wouldn't even care if people came up to me and were like, oh, let me see, because I'm more than happy to talk about it. But there's a photo of what my head looked like after the surgery had happened, and it's literally insane. Oh, I'll need to find it later. Like, it's because it's so far ago. But literally, like, I had 40 staples in my head. Half this hair was shaved. That's why I have, like, really short bits of hair there, if you ever notice. Um, Yeah, it was really crazy. It's shaped me into a stronger person, that's for sure. A lot of, like, doctors afterwards, like, literally, I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> I hate Wouldn't that. Wouldn't be the first time someone's cried yeah. in this office, so carry on. Yeah. Sounds good, some bad. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, like, so many doctors, like, looked at me afterwards and, like, literally just shook their heads, like, she's, like, not okay. Like, she's not going to be able to remember anything. Yeah. She, like... Yeah, they pretty much just said, like, my recovery wasn't going to have much of a hope, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, literally, 
the impatient person I am, I <laughs> was like, I hate the hospital. I need to get out of here. I was in hospital for a week after that surgery when I probably should have been in there a lot longer, but I absolutely hated it. It was so shit. Like, I hated that, like, people were driving all the way from morning to peninsula to Alfred to come see me and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I need to go home. So I finished, as soon as I finished the course of antibiotics, I was like, get me out of here. I don't want to <laughs> be here. I got home and I spent, like, I was pretty much bedridden for, like, three or four weeks. And I had to have, like, two months off work. Um lost my license for three months which lost my license for six yeah so like apparently anyone that has any brain surgery or neuro blah 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 stuff done um like has to get reassessed for driving and stuff so I was on red peas at the time had literally had my license for about three months and I lost it for six months just because of that situation then like all is good looking back on it I got it reassessed after three months because I was absolutely hating catching public transport it was horrible and I was like I don't deserve this and I was fine I recovered really well in a month's time I was pretty much like back on my feet hair was growing back awesomely people were like you don't even look like you just had brain surgery but at the time like in hospital half of my face was swollen and like I literally had 50 staples like up in my head it was retarded it was really full can I guess the new nickname <laughs> stables no oh that's a good nickname but that wasn't Just put that in the like, literally, literally <laughs> after like the head injury everyone was like she needs a helmet like get her a helmet because it was just like this weird <laughs> cool, cool yeah I was thinking literally helmets in there somewhere <laughs> but now like yeah it was pretty full on it's, um, and it's like just weird hearing that whole story. This all started from a faint, like that. I think it. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of look at look at it and hear you tell the story, and it it makes me think about. It's like twofold, right? It's like how resilient we can be, yeah, as humans, and how resilient yeah. we are, and and then like how precious and fragile our, like life is, and how yeah. precious and fragile we are. Yeah. Um. It's like that. It's like a double edged sword. Definitely. Hmm. I think um, I think a lot throughout, like, because I'm only 20, and I think out of my 20 years of living, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I've had a lot of things that have just happened to me that have just really made me realise that, of, like, my age. I don't know. Some people might not have yeah. an opportunity. Op- I use the word opportunity. Intention. Yeah. Like, some people might not have an opportunity to realise that till they're 40, 50, 60, Definitely. 70. I feel very grateful to have that opportunity so young because I wouldn't be the person I am today if that was the case. And um, it only probably just hit me a cup over the past few months on like looking back at your experiences, even though they could be so shit and just work out, okay, what good did I get out of this? Like, how can I shape this to see like who I am and how it's brought me to be a better person? kind of thing yeah. that's not the normal regular mindset yeah. of a 20 year old and that's something I realised like only a couple of weeks ago I was like hang on why do I think like this it's so young like <laughs> I don't know I think like after hanging around a lot with you guys as well I was a bit like oh, why, am, why am I already thinking like they are at this age like let's I don't know but I'm really Try happy for it thinking like we are <laughs> <laughs> But who knows, to think what I'll be thinking like when I'm your age. I'll be doing more than podcasts and... <laughs> Whoa. 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 Imagine. Don't know if that's a 
compliment or not. Mm. That's a compliment. Thanks, mate. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like from my point of view, I've seen how much you've grown and developed over the last mm. four months now. Yeah. Um, and, and it's been it's been rapid, but obviously, you know the you were able to do that, and you kind of had the capacity to do that because of everything you've been through. Yeah, definitely. Um, what? This is a bit of, I don't know, I don't know if I like this question, mm. but Hit what advice it. would you have for the people, for mm. the people or for people who may be 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, younger adults trying to figure out their place in the world and mm. I'm not, like this is not you answering it from the finish line or from like, you know, a podium or, or yeah, whatever, yeah. but what advice would you have for people that maybe haven't been through Mm. the same things and like it's all like this, yeah. this, this is where pain and suffering yeah. comes in it's all relative yeah I think um, it's hard to give advice on that because it, as you said like it's all about experience and mm. reflection kind of thing um, I think advice would be if you if someone who hasn't been through experiences that are giving them the mindset of like what we've just spoken about I think an idea would be practicing things like gratitude and doing all that sort of stuff to so that when they do go through those experiences they be beyond more than ready for it and I think it's going back to that idea of like comfort zone and stuff if you can get out of it then just do it and then that'll build yourself on from there. Blog 21 yeah comfort zone yeah jazz give it a read <laughs> but like I don't know that's a good question that's yeah, a good one to think and, about. and you, know, you don't want to be that preachy person yeah. telling it like people, and that's why like a podcast like this is such a good medium to have this conversation mm. because the people that are listening to it are ready for yeah. that conversation, like they're open for the conversation, they're yeah. ready to hear your story and, and, and my insights into you as a person. Um, and I think we can look at things like gratitude and journaling and what and like mindfulness yeah. and all, all those like buzzwords at the moment but we can look at that and all it does it like strengthens strengthens your resilience on yeah. like what you can deal with and what you can what you can um what you can conquer or overcome adapt to yeah definitely <clears throat> like we look at and something that we've been talking about a little bit last mm. few months we look at like training and it's yeah. a really simple like stress adaptation cycle like yeah. stress adaptation repeat and that's it. But we don't necessarily look at things like gratitude and mental resilience and mm. fortitude and things like that in the same light. Definitely. But it's the same thing. Absolutely. I think as well it's that idea of understanding that, like, everyone's going through something or has been through something just all at different levels. And I remember, like, when I first started at Virtus and you were telling me about, like, podcasts you do and stuff. And... um I think, like, one of the biggest takeaways I got from, like, the conversation was was when you, like, pointed to each client and you told, like, a little section about everything you knew from them and every single one, like, you can just look at that person and be like, wow, I would have never thought that they've had three ACL injuries and a reconstruction here and there or, like, I don't know. It's pretty cool that everyone's just got something different and no one's got no idea what it could be and that's who they are today kind of thing. It's really interesting in a way. Yeah, has it, obviously. So for those that don't know, Jazz has just finished up the Virtus Mentorship Program, which was 12 weeks. Bit of a deep dive into like personal professional development, learning how to be a coach. 
but our focus of it is to learn how to be a better person first. Um, mm. And I think you've kind of taken that by the scruff of the neck and yeah. can't get you out of my hair. Mm. Um, Sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so you're starting as a coach next week. Yeah. Which will be today when the podcast comes out. Yeah. So first of all, congratulations. Thanks. Excited to be here. Excited to be here. Butterflies. <laughs> How does am I everyone hearing that story and hearing mm. all the stuff you're going through and, and you know we've had a pretty rapid learning phase the last three yeah. months. Does it feel like you're ready? Yeah, I do feel ready. I do and I don't. That's a hard question. I think everyone feels like they do though and they don't. Mm. It's that idea of like you're on a boat and it's always drowning kind of thing. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. I feel ready in terms of confidence and I think each day I feel more and more ready kind of thing as well. Like the more I learn from you guys, the more I learn from the people around me as well, the support, blah, 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 makes me feel more and more ready. But I think each day it's like, hang on a second, I need to learn this. I need to know more about this. Why don't I know this yet? So it's always that battle of like what you do and don't know. Have you you felt like you that whole like drowning thing, have you ever felt in the last last three months that it's possible that you will drown or have you always felt like, you know, I'm always going to be able to keep my head above water, figure yeah, it out? Yeah, definitely. The past three months, there would be so many times where like one day I'd be in advertising and I'd be like, oh yeah, like let's do this. Today's <laughs> a good day. I've just learned like 500 things, blah, blah, blah. Then I'd go the next day and I'd, I don't know, like make a mistake and then be like, shit, like, I give up <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the biggest things about trying something new is just to keep doing at it, keep doing it because, like, I think there were so many times, even up to, up until now, I'm sort of like I could pin the – what's it called? Pull the string? I don't know. I could – I don't know. There's, like, some sort of saying for it. But pull, the, pull on the thread? Yeah. Pull the pin or something? Pull the pin. Pull the pin. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, pull As the pin. Quit. Yeah, well, I haven't, like, it's that idea of, like... You're more than welcome to now, I but could... this will be the end of the podcast. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> it's that idea of, like, <clears throat> over the past three months, I've always had that sort of, like, I could pull the pin right now if I wanted to. Of course you could. And uh, the first week of doing the internship, I thought, I remember you saying, like, literally one sentence, like, you guys are going to get pushed out of your edges to, like, develop as much as you can. And I remember hearing that. I thought, that sounds cool. And then I thought fuck that I don't want to do that like I can always just quit I mean like you know that's a natural feeling yeah and I thought oh whatever who cares I'll just pull the pin whenever I want to and then I think every single week I there's always that thought of pulling the pin but then I'm like why the hell would I do that like I've already made it this far and I keep like I'm just my head's just above water and I'm yeah can I tell you a secret Mm. I think everyone feels like that yeah everyone that is working towards their edges and pushing their Mm. edges and like teetering on the edge like I feel like that yeah most weeks yeah um, you know like you guys come in as like mentorship students and you probably look at us mm. and like oh those guys got it figured out they're like yeah. talking like and we do the same thing mm. you know with the people that we look up to and, and things like that but yeah. what everyone needs to realise like we've already like we've spoken about that everyone struggles everyone goes through that stuff but yeah. everyone most people I think everyone everyone's doing their best mm. and that majority of people that are pushing their edges feel like they're drowning most of the time yeah definitely and the kind of cool thing but scary thing is like it's completely up to you whether you drown mm. or not 
Yeah. We as a as a team, as a collective, are going to be there to throw in the rings or like mm. to jump in and, and help you and things like that. But yeah, that can only happen if you keep kicking. Yeah, definitely. And you keep keep treading water and trying to keep trying to stick your head above above the water and you know like yeah. I have days where I feel like I'm drowning. Like the other day was one of those days where I just shit was just piling top, piling yeah. top, piling top. And all it took was a little walk and a conversation with a couple of the others and, you know, I was kind of back above water. Back on top. Mm. Yeah. So anyone going through that kind of stuff just has to ask for help. Yeah. And be vulnerable enough to take Yeah. It. I think it's just going back to that idea of, like, what Logan said when we went to Sydney was whatever's in shout your control. <laughs> shout out to Logan. Whatever's in your control, <laughs> use that as your process work out what's out of your control. And I did it the other day, like, in my journal. I wrote, like, what's in my control? All these things, like, just wrote a list of them and then, okay, what's out of my control? Understand that, accept it. It is what it is. You can't help it. Just put a smile. Go back to what's in your control. Yeah. I think that, yeah. yeah. And just, yeah, utilise it and use that process over and over again. It's so simple. Mm. Like, um, because, you know, obviously we've had a couple of team downloads and Mm. in terms of, like, what we learned at that summit and like for those that aren't aware the team kind of got away a couple of weeks ago to uh, a kind of organizational culture leadership yeah. personal seminar. development seminar um, called hold the standard and we we hung out with uh, logan galbrick who was on the podcast two episodes ago so if you haven't heard that conversation dive in because it'll it's a precursor to kind of what i'm about to say but mm-hmm. there were kind of three things that i thought was the main takeaways and the importance of them have kind of shifted over the last couple of weeks like the first yeah. thing i thought was that adaptive and technical challenge and leadership play mm-hmm. um which is huge right it's incredibly important and then there's that tra- transcend and include like every time we transcend who we currently are we include who we were before but i think the most important thing or the simplest thing that probably doesn't get enough airtime is just the simple and it's like two columns yeah all the shit you can control versus all the shit you can't and you know there's 20 things that you can control and there's a an mm. endless number of things that you can't but once we get our heads around that and we understand it then like it's all on us yeah definitely i think if everyone could really get that process down that mindset of or just doing that exercise once a week of something or something like the controls in versus controls out like just how much better you'd go about evaluating things and analyzing the situation etc it'd be really beneficial i think yeah yeah i think it's it's one of those basic things we overlook yeah and i you know talking about adaptive and technical the amount of information we have isn't the problem. Like the reason why people don't achieve the things they want to achieve, the reason why people don't, and the reason why like we don't, like we're not saying, like I said before, yeah. we're not saying this from a point of, yeah, I've achieved everything I want. It's not an information thing. It's just a, a matter of like taking action, doing experiments, right? Like having the exercises to be able to like figure out, okay, well, here's my hole, here's my gap. Yeah. Here's what I need to work on. Mm. I think another big thing as well that I took from it was the worry box situation on like, I don't know, I feel like over the past three months, the person who I was before Virtus was just a constant worry box in (laughs) terms of like not being able to evaluate it though whatsoever. Like I would just always overthink, always overanalyze, blah, 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 every decision. Explain the worry box exercise. So 
just write on your page the worry box <laughs> and then just constantly list every single thought that's going through your head that's worrying you. All the negative stuff. All the negatives, yeah. What, what are the... Because, like, I'm sure you've got some. Mm. With starting coaching next week and, yeah. and diving in, what are the main ones that have been kind of circulating? So, like, for me, a big thing, my current worry box is what do people think of me? What... I don't know, for some reason, reason reputation's one. Not that, like, I don't know, yeah. that's weird, but reputation, what people think of me, self-doubt, um, confidence, like, my confidence being killed. God, I feel like there's so many, but now that I've been put on the spot to say it, I can't <laughs> think of them. They're <laughs> three pretty big ones. Yeah, though. they are probably, like, I could probably branch off all those tiny yeah. little ones constantly. Where, where does the reputation one come from, do you think? I don't know. I just think that idea of, like, what I'm doing is really putting myself out there in a way kind of thing, and not a lot of my friends or people I know are doing that, so it's sort of like, hey, I'm the first one. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> it's that idea of, like, yeah. You'll get... Thinking that. I think you'll get... I don't know. You don't strike me as the kind of person that yeah. is super hung up on what people think of you. Mm. But in saying that, like, I know that you you want to be liked because you're mm. because that kind of person wants to connect with people and it seems like you just like you want people to respect you yeah and then I think it just gets to that point of where I overthink on what other people are thinking so yeah yeah it's just that idea of just stop worrying about yeah. it and get <laughs> over it and just do it well yeah which is an easy thing to say and a hard mm. thing to do but I think most people from what I've learned over my 27 years of existence even though yeah. probably old before yeah is that old. most people are so worried about their own shit that they don't give a fuck about your shit. Mm. Which isn't me saying that everyone's selfish and only cares about themselves, but it's yeah. that when everyone's got shit going on, like you said before, and most people's, if you feel like they're judging you or they're, you know, there's something wrong, mm. there's something coming, like bad energy coming from them, usually it's just a reflection of yeah. what they don't like about themselves. Like, mm. here's a here's something that you'll learn and like anyone that puts themselves out there is learning this but as you put yourself out there you'll get kind of two responses mm. you'll get a or maybe three responses you'll get a yes jazz that's amazing like that's awesome like i love it i want it like hey how can i support you how can i help you how can i get around you how can i pump you up all that kind of stuff yeah and the middle one's just like oh yeah cool and then people are like we'll just go about their business yeah and then you'll get the oh, why are you doing that? Mm. Um, you're going to fail anyway. What's the point? Um, waste of time. Like, yeah. you know, you're wrong. Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, there's... And you're going to get that regardless. Yeah. And anyone stepping up, putting themselves out there, putting themselves in a position where they're not overly comfortable and it's different to everyone mm. else, you're going to get one of those three things. Yeah. Your challenge will kind of be... How can I move and just focus on the ones that are pumping yeah. up? Because you can choose to look left or you can choose to look right. And if you look at the the guys on the left that are just like tall poppy syndrome, yeah. from, like you know, throwing yeah. throwing you know reasons why it can't work, yeah, you'll never get anywhere. Definitely. But if you focus on the people that want to see you succeed, um, you know, which is everyone in that box up there, yeah, and then I'm sure that you you know you've got that group of people that want to see you succeed, yeah, and just don't feel disheartened when it people that you expect to be in that box on the right or on, in the box on the left yes yeah. it's not about that it's not about you it's yeah like it's about them yeah um, no that's good 
And like when you went through those three examples, like now that I think about it, I haven't really experienced the third, the very last one on someone saying, hey, you're going to fail. You're not going to succeed. It won't usually be like yeah. a, a, a so message true. back to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. No, that's good. If people think you're crazy, you're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I think that as well. That's a good, put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good one. You spend too much time on this. I know. <laughs> Picking up way too many freaking slogans and. What's your favourite slogans? Um, never miss a Monday. Never miss a Monday. Yeah, good. What are you? What are you most excited for in terms of this next phase, this this next season, next step? With Virtus or with life? Take it wherever you want to take it. Um, I'm most excited to obviously like grow, develop, blah blah blah. The reason why I wake up, <laughs> wake up every morning. Um, I'm excited to feel successful because I think yeah that it was probably a really dangerous sentence because it's like hey might never get successful but like I don't know I'm excited to but it depends like what I define as success and if like yeah like if getting one client is what my goal was that week there's a win yeah I'm excited to yeah just like start ticking off boxes kind of thing and make sure you enjoy ticking them off along the way though yeah because it'll go really quick it'll go quick and you'll like everyone will go through this you'll go through mm. phases where you don't enjoy shit you used to enjoy or you don't appreciate things that you should appreciate yeah and it's because you you've got that growth mindset but that growth mindset comes with a curse of never being satisfied yeah and this is me talking from experience right mm. like it's the more you want, the more you get, the more you want. Yeah. Like, I don't mean more as in things or, like, whatever, but it's experiences and mm. and connection and all, and all that kind of stuff. But, like, think about it this way. Week, what, what week of the mentorship did you decide that you wanted a job? Week three. So, week, if you were to talk to week three you mm-hmm. and you were to say, hey, week three, Jazz, because mm. you weren't rook yet. <laughs> hey, week three, Jazz. Like, what would you define success at the end of this, this mentorship? What would your answer have been? Oh, it would have been something crap, like, <laughs> just something really bad. Success to me back then would have been, like, I don't know, successfully waking up at 5 a.m. every morning <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, yeah. yeah. But and that's cool, though, to look back now at, like, what I define as success. Yeah. So it's after three months ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is not a long period of time. Mm. So if you were to... If you were to go, okay, well, I'm 27 and I'm old now and you're 20 and there's three months have passed and you've grown a significant amount, if you're not mm. better than me by, like, 25, <laughs> I'm going to be really pissed off. Uh-huh. I'm going to be really upset. Run my own little Virtus. <laughs> Seriously. But, like, that's, that's the thing. Like, yeah, okay, you've yeah. got 21 of those time frames yeah. until you're my age. Yeah. So you've got so much opportunity for growth and yeah. development and learning. And it's so, it's, this is going back to that having a growth mindset of how unsatisfied I feel now <laughs> with everything. And it's to, it's weird to think that what it'll be like at 27, you just don't know and you don't know how far that goes or yeah. Yeah. It's like the more you know, the more you don't know kind of thing. And like, it just opens up more and more and more. And then you, you've got to, and this is me talking from a, Hey, I'm in the ditch with you trying to figure mm. it out. 
but it's you've got to figure out okay what are the things I love to do what are the, like which parts of my day do I enjoy yeah and like for me this conversation is part of like the best parts of my day yeah that's cool how do I keep that happening and mm. how do I focus on the good of this even when you know I know of after this I've got a list of stuff to do yeah you know I've got a, a list of people that I need to please or mm. don't or the people that I just could just you know tell them to get stuff mm. for a couple of days give, give me a few yeah. days for me there's always going to be the pull of more and the pull of enjoying what you have. Yeah. How do you go about managing that? How do you find time for your enjoyment pool? I am pretty, and I use the word luck, but it's like it's by design. I'm pretty yeah. lucky that I get to enjoy most of my day. If I'm complaining about not enjoying my day, usually it's because I'm burning the candle at one end. Yeah. Um, I... I have a lot more, and we all do, have a lot more autonomy than I give myself credit for in terms of like what I can do. Yeah. Um, I could, if I wanted to, take the full day off tomorrow and go do something. Yeah. I'm not going to because I've got stuff to do. Yeah. But I need to be more aware that that is an option. Yeah. And I need to be more aware that, hey, if I don't want to work a mm. certain period of time, I don't have to. Yeah. Yes, people, I might be letting people down. Yes, people might have to change their schedules. Mm. Yes, I might have to change my schedule, but... I'm in charge of that. Mm. So if it's costing me more than it's going to give me, so if it's like my health or, you know, I'm super tired or whether it's time with KP or whether it's time teaching you guys or time with, you know, whatever, time doing podcasts, Mm. if I don't force myself to have that time, then I won't get it. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's probably a really ambiguous answer, but the the balance and the management is just about like, okay, what do I need right now? Yeah, definitely. Um, and what does the business need? And then yeah. what are my relationships and friendships and what does my family need and all those mm-hmm. kind of things? And it's like, okay, back to my values. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like I kind of have like a wheel in my head that kind of goes, am I ticking off my values with all this kind of stuff? Yeah. See, that's really impressive. I struggle with that. I think that's like... 20 years old, mate. I know. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that, like, like that my biggest come. weakness. This yeah. is stuff I've been working through. And... Um, i got some Jim Rohn books for you, but yeah. he uses, it's kind of a seasons thing, right? There's, mm. there's summer where it's like, you know, just bathing in the, you know, enjoying everything. And there's like autumn where, yeah. you, where you've got to like set things up for winter. And then there's winter where you just got like head down, bum up, get the job done. Yeah. Um, and then there's spring where you can, everything's starting to bloom again. Everything's rolling and, you know, mm-hmm. things will start to grow by themselves. I look, I try and look at my life and how I'm living in those seasons. Yeah. Um, and then like, in Virtus, the same deal. Like, and obviously the seasons don't have to last for three months. Yeah. You know, earlier in the year, I got two two weeks away where I didn't think about anything. That was like yeah. me enjoying summer. Yeah. Um, I got back and I kind of went, "Holy shit, I've got some work to do." Yeah. And like, it was a big, you know, big autumn phase where I just feel like I'm drowning, feel like I'm overwhelmed because I've got yeah. so much stuff to do. But that overwhelm's coming from the decisions I'm making. Mm. Um, and now I'm kind of shifting to a phase where it's like, okay, well, I need to pull back on you know, how much time I'm spending at the gym at night or I need to pull back on um, how much time I'm spending on just reading and writing and stuff and I need to spend more time on sleeping because that's what's going to help fuel the rest of it. And it's just like, you know, you'll always overcorrect. I think that's an important thing to realise is when you're like, I'm not sleeping enough, I'm not giving myself enough time for me, there's probably going to be a time in a month where we'll have a conversation and I'll be like, yeah, I've been doing fuck all. Yeah, definitely. And it's not because I don't want to, like, it's just because I overcorrect it. Mm. And then I'll, like, you're constantly shifting back and forth between different things. Yeah. Um, and that management comes from just practice. But 
by no means have I figured it out. Yeah. I've, I've got tools and and resources and things that have helped along the way that I'm kind of like starting to realise now how important they are. Yeah. Um, and I started planning like a, a series of like resources or whatever that I could just give out that are like, it's called the Don't Be Shit series, right? Yeah. So like right now I'm in like a bit of a season of being shit with money. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm writing down, okay, what are the things that I can do? Like, yeah. can I track my spending? Can I track what money's coming in first? Like, all of these kind of things. Mm. Here's 10 things I need to do in the Be, in the be Less Shit series to sort that out. Yeah, and good. the same thing can happen with my health, with my relationships, with work stuff, whatever. Mm. So the management comes from... It comes from experience, but it comes from asking for help as well. Um, yeah. Like, I know that if I ask Jess or Coop or KP the right question or I ask one of my other mentors, I ask mum or whatever, if I ask them the right question about, hey, I need help with this, or hey, what would you do in this situation, and I can use their experiences, mm. then my world's going to be a better place. Yeah. And I think I've probably said to you before, but you've got 12 other professionals to like just download as much yeah. of their learnings as possible and use their hindsight as your foresight. Yeah. No, it's good. And I'm really grateful for it because like, yeah, it's pretty weird to think that, I don't know, I wouldn't be in this office right now if it was for any of that. Well, it's just any a whole of... lot of sliding doors moments. Yeah, it is. Definitely is a roller coaster. Is, yeah, but your actions and your, uh, you pushing your edges are the mm. things that's got you to this point. Yeah. It's not a, it's it's like a, it's like a train station, it's a train stop. Yeah, definitely. It's not. The death final destination, but it's just like a train stop along the way. Yeah. And you may not, may have to get off the train at some point to get on another train. Yeah. Flying with the analogies today. I was just about to say that the amount of analogies we have used, <laughs> like ones a boat, ones a train stop, roller coaster. Yeah. Seasons. Seasons. Yeah, I, I think it's important because as humans, we're incredibly flawed beings, things. Yeah. And if we can, and we we try to assign meaning to everything even mm. if it doesn't ne- necessarily need it mm. and if we can use some of these analogies to get things to make sense and makes it 10 times know, easier like there, there is there's probably no wrong or reason why you've you know fainted and hit your head mm. but it's an opportunity for gratitude and for definitely resi- it's a big resilience play right yeah absolutely i really like the word resilience put it on a t-shirt yeah <laughs> i was actually gonna get tattooed once Really? Yeah, it's just the word resilient right there on my arm. I haven't done it yet though, because I the thing that stops me from getting it tattooed is um because <laughs> I'm like oh yeah I'll be a teacher one day and I, I don't know teachers just can't I don't think they can have tattoos showing like it's twenty nine. I know surely. and I thought that as well. Surely. See what happens one day. One day. What? Yeah. This is gonna be a bit of a bit of a stretch for you to answer this. Yeah. But Go. fast forward. I was going to say five years' time, but fast forward to being my age. Yeah. What does your life look like? It looks like with a house, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um, that's a good question. House, kids, like real family lifestyle kind of thing. Awesome. Um, not being a coach. It'd be, like, I think a typical nine-to-five jobs in terms of, like, 
what I've studied and what the pathway I've taken. Yeah. I think being a teacher would be cool with a family, which is something I'd like to do. Like exactly what KP does, actually. That's weird. She, but no, Shout I like, out. yeah, Shout KP. Um, nah, but her and Steph as well. Like, <laughs> especially Steph's pathway, like the pathway she took throughout uni. Like, so she did exercise science. Yeah. Um, graduated it, loved it year off working in that field then straight after that master's teaching straight after that being a teacher loves her job awesome yeah I love how she does it like part time as well and like still gets to work at her mum's Thai restaurant like on the weekends that's cool I'd like to be doing something like that um yeah just like PE teaching or something definitely in the long run right now though it's funny because last year that was my set mind and like yeah I'd be at the end of my third year looking at degrees for a master's of teaching right now I just couldn't think of doing that whatsoever and i yeah it's funny how quickly that can change and it sucks when you just get that same question from the same relative or someone (laughs) that goes like oh how's uni going yeah like what's your plans next year or what are you doing and it's really hard to get people to understand like you just don't know and you never will no one does know the only person that can really understand it and really get it is you Mm. right like my intention as a as someone that you can come to and look up to and, mm. and help you get to there, like my intention is to really understand why you want to get there, yeah, and then help you map out a path to get path to get there. Like, yeah, definitely. Like I said before, like if the we're back in the trains, if Vir- yeah. if the, the Virtus train is something that you don't want to be on forever, yeah, like it doesn't change the fact that I want to properly like invest in who you yeah. are and and what we're working on because you're going to make such an epic impact in the meantime and if we can be a stepping stone for your next train trip yeah then that's a win if you decide you want to stay on the train forever not mad about it yeah but that's the like having those conversations means that if you know if i hear on the grapevine and like it doesn't matter like it might Mm. be one of your relatives that you've just kind of gone you know what I'm just going to give them a two minute download and actually yeah. tell them what the fuck's going on yeah they might hear about a teaching gig somewhere or they might f- you know yeah. they might be able to introduce you to someone who allows you to open yourself up to a whole world mm. and you know like obviously you've kind of dove into the Virtus world over the last three and a half four months yeah which is such a short period of time right yeah but then like if I look at it relative to everything else like Virtus has only been a thing for three and a bit years, so that's a short yeah, period of time. Definitely. Right? Like, I look back at who I was six months before we opened Virtus, and I was like, that guy's an idiot. Mm, I love that. I look back to myself like a month ago, and I'm like, yeah. that guy's an idiot. If I listen to a podcast more than, actually, I listen to a podcast that was like two days later, and I was like, I'm an idiot. What am I doing? <laughs> I love it. But it all it does is it's just like another. Mm arrow in the in the quiver it's like another yeah you know it's another page in the book whatever i can't think of any more analogies yeah today. either can i but i but you know what i mean a leaf in the wind like yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know i get what you mean though you have to chase the leaves and stuff. <laughs> it's funny though because like i think we always look back on ourselves like yeah a month ago i was an idiot literally three months <laughs> ago three four months ago before this internship i can't recognize myself kind of thing like that's cool it's awesome and then, like, looking back at it the year before that, like, after having a head injury, could not recognise myself. Yeah. Whatsoever. The year before that, again, being in year 12, no, nah, I just 
cannot even imagine the person I was. Yeah. And it doesn't That's matter what we do. do. It's all just everything we do, everything we learn, experience, whatever, all of them are in some way a transferable skill to whatever we do next. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't, you know, to, to use a, a Logan example, like Dave Grohl is a pretty epic person in the world. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard Logan say this a couple of times on podcasts and I'm probably going to butcher it, but I don't mm. care. Dave Grohl was, you know, a part of Nirvana, right? The drummer mm. for Nirvana. Obviously, when Kurt Cobain died, he could have just been, like, you know, big morning face. He could have just been like, oh, well, I can't do this without yeah. Kurt. But decided to write an album, sell the album, realise he needed a band. Next minute, the Foo Fighters are born and, yeah. you know, he's done this. Like, whatever, if he decided to, to go and be a teacher or if he decided mm. to go and be a strength and conditioning coach, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. His, he would have, like change the game and no matter what he did because he just had that belief in yourself yeah. that desire and that all of those abilities that you learn mm. just shifted it across to something else yeah you know I've no doubt that everyone in their own way has that in them in some way in some way which I think is the, the cool mm. thing and you know you might find it in teaching yeah you might find it in I'm trying to think of a weird weird job you might find it in, like you might end up yeah. in a nurse in ten years. Yeah. Like, who knows? Who knows? Um, and it's like that idea as well. Who cares? Like, <laughs> it's I don't know. It's just an open-ended life, and it's like it could just lead anywhere, really. Does that scare or excite you? Both. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's going back to that butterfly thing again. I think it excites me though more than anything. It used to scare me though, but when I started the internship. And the more people I met and the more I learnt about everyone's direction, the more, like, conversations I had with people and realised, like, hey, there's so much more to life than worrying about what I'm doing in three years' time kind of thing. Yeah. Who cares what I do as long as I'm happy? And I think that's why I'm at Virtus because I'm happy that... It's like when you said, like, the Virtus train kind of thing. You're like, yeah, you might not be on it forever. Right now, I'm happy to be on it forever. You've got express for a while, mate. Yeah. So can't get off. Literally, like... <laughs> Right now, express train, let's go. But that could change in whoever knows time. Yeah. And you just don't know. Phase of not knowing, it's a cool phase. I like it. Yeah. it's it's. I think it's a good phase if you approach it the right way. Mm. Um, like I was the classic student that got to the third year of uni, mm. about to finish the degree, and I'm like, uh-oh, what do I want to do with my life? Like that kind yeah. of deal. And... I used to be so caught up on the fact that the exercise science degree, and you can say it for any degree that doesn't have like a job at the end, yeah, like you know, nursing or teaching or whatever, mm. it doesn't have an, a job at the end. So you're like, oh, what am I going to yeah. do? But it's it forced me in a way to go, okay, what do I actually want to do? Yeah, or what do I not want to do? Mm. And you know, I've had a bunch of different jobs, but it made me realise, okay, I do love this stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, you talk about not being a coach forever, I'm probably not going to be a coach forever. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's like a stepping stone to that next thing. Yeah. And I'll use all the skills I learned when I was coaching, all the S&C stuff, everything, mm. I will use in some way whatever's next. Yeah. But, you can't, I don't know, I, find, I think you can't really be caught up on, I'm gonna, I have to do this thing Yeah, forever. definitely. And I think we live in a time now where, where, brought up in a lot more uh, in affluence and there's a lot more mm. security and we have the 
capabilities to be able to think, hey, what's my purpose? What's my meaning? What's my why? Yeah. What's my true north? Yeah. Like, what is, what is the thing that I that will really light my soul on fire, and how can I get there? Yeah. And in two years, when I that's not a thing anymore, like it mm. just shifts slightly, and you go, okay, what's the next thing? Definitely. And that next thing isn't you know a complete one eighty turn. Like it's yeah. just slight slips, step to the left, and you keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. And I think, like, at the end of the day, it's just doing what makes you happy. Like, everyone just fusses so much about getting into what you said before. We live in such a world of everyone wanting to know the end answer and, like, mm. what will I be doing? Who cares? Just be happy when you wake up. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing I've learnt, though, because, I don't know, like, this time last year I'd wake up not feeling happy because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. Now I wake up feeling happy. Between cause... now and then... And like obviously there's it's not happy every day mm. and happiness everyone's got their own definition but between yeah. now and then what are the the habits that you've kind of instilled in and behaviors that you've instilled into your life that have mm. helped you get from i'm unhappy to i'm happy regardless of what's going on i think just i think willpower is huge i think that's probably like one of the biggest habits i've always had in terms of like displaying it and just making sure i've always got it kind of thing because without willpower, you're just not really going to get anywhere in what terms of... What does willpower of, actually look like? What is it when you say willpower? When I think mean? of willpower, I think of the um, PDF that Jess sent me. Do you know what <laughs> I'm talking about? No. Nah. Uh, that means I've got to explain it, and I don't want to explain it. Oh, mate, it sends lots of PDFs. Yeah, she does. We're on a podcast, mate. You're not just I know. Me, so you're probably going to have to explain yeah. it to her. It's a PDF about habits and how to have a habit, you need to have willpower. And willpower is your way of motivation and the way you um oh you're butchering it yeah you take it how am i supposed to not butcher it if you're taking a photo of me with a whiskey looking glass full of water <laughs> you're done no come on man people are waiting Fill me how in. would you define willpower uh i don't know if willpower exists really interesting i as cop out because it's it's just that I don't like that word. Mm. What's I a replacement word for it then? Good question. Mm. It's kind answer? of like it's like the motivation thing. Like motivation, motivation's like having a shower. Like yeah, if you if you wait for that and you know wait for it to come, then you're actually gonna have to yeah. do something to drive that motivation. Mm. Um, and like action and taking action, having behaviors and habits that you can continually do. Like yeah journaling and gratitude and meditation and all those kind of things they're the things that kind of fill up your willpower yeah i kind of look at it as and like you know this is me saying that willpower doesn't exist and doesn't exist at the same time but Mm. the behaviors that you actually undertake they're the things that build up that reserve of this is what i'm this is why i'm doing it or this is what i'm doing and then the the why behind it is the thing that drives you yeah definitely so so, it's almost like an attitude thing Mm. you have Let's not get into the determinism free will debate because I'm arguing <laughs> with Jess at the moment. But you have the power, mm. probably, maybe, maybe not. You have the power to determine how you think about something. You can't control what happens. You can't control, you know, a million different things. Yeah. But you can control how you react to it and how you accept it. Mm. Like, you know, I've had one of those weeks where... Fridge is broken, oven's broken, TV's broken. Um, what else? 
<laughs> someone someone stole two grand out of a bank account. Yeah, a little that's bit insane. of fraud. Like, um, there's just like adding up and yeah. adding up and adding up. And like when I broke the TV, I just sat on the couch and I like, laughed. <laughs> I'm just like, well, it's broken now. <laughs> Watching and like KP's great. like, I thought you'd be more upset. And I was like, look, there's nothing. Yeah, man. it's it's broken. <laughs> and it's one of those things that I'll let, sometimes I'll let that shit get me down. Mm. But then you realise how insignificant it is and yeah and you know i think it's a willpower attitude whatever it's for me it's just a gratitude play it's a perspective play um i look at people that are less fortunate than me i look at people that you know i'm so lucky and we're all so lucky and lucky is a bit of a shit word but Mm. we're so fortunate i think it's the same word to have everything we have and to have the abilities and capabilities and whatever we have and like you know, if I lost Virtus today and if I lost, you know, our team today, you know, everyone had to go work somewhere else, I'd be shattered, de- devastated. But yeah. it doesn't change who I am as a person and how fortunate I am to have the work ethic slash um, perspective slash gratitude that I have. So that, you know, yeah, the willpower thing, I don't, like, as long as you don't rely on willpower, as long as yeah. willpower is that thing that you're like, okay, this is like a... This is like, you know, filling up my fuel tank in my car. Yeah. I've got to continually fill up that willpower, otherwise it's going to run out. Yeah. Um, rather than a, I can just lean back and rely on my willpower. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, everything's already problem. predetermined, so it doesn't matter. Everything's already happened. True. <laughs> that as well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have three questions for you. Yeah. To finish off. Mm. First question. What are you most proud of? Um... I am proud of sitting here right now. Shout out to that. Yeah, I thought that was a good answer. Um, Proud to be here kind of thing. Like, as we said before, week three of the internship, I was like, yeah, cool, let's get a job at this place. And How did you do that? Just didn't leave, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Just hung around quite a bit. Um... Do you remember what I said to you when you said, how do I get a job? You said, make it impossible for me not to hire you. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And now I'm here. So I'm proud of that because, yeah, goes to show I kept pushing for 12 weeks. Um, you know, we're like just before the start line now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> Exciting. Mm. Good. Next question. Oh, jeez. I'm trying to think. Hang on. Am I proud of anything else? No, that's good. Yeah, no. Keep going. Proud of Liam. Good job. Yeah. He needs a shout out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you most confident about? Um, oh, that's a rough one. What am I most confident about? Uh, oh, I'm a bit stuck. I don't mm, know. Worry about self-confidence, self-doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard question to answer though, because it's one of those things where you don't want to like bump up your ego kind of thing. Just load up, man. Just load up. Confident in. I feel confident towards next week. The more and more each day comes by. Yeah. Um. Like sometimes it might not look like it, but then I don't know. Over time, someone will say something, or I will ask someone something, and then that bumps up my confidence more and more every yeah. single time I think about working for Virtus. So that's really good because once again, going back to 12 weeks ago, if you were to ask me that, I'd be like, 
like I'd be what do we call it a tree a tree <laughs> at Virtus. like you'd be putting down roots yeah putting down roots um struggling to talk to anyone blah 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 yeah it's not like that anymore good yeah awesome you have a lot of reasons to be confident mm, thank you lean on when you do feel confident mm. remind yourself of why yeah and work out why yeah. I feel so confident and then so you can come back to it evaluate it use yeah. it yeah that's yeah. cool last question yeah what are you most excited about I'm excited to start <laughs> to start um really delving into sort of like the next few weeks like the next so I start uni this week um so and then we just worked out VGTs last week um on when like who's running them blah 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 I'm sort of excited to have a bit more of a schedule um like a weekly schedule of like knowing because for example like a month ago it was like Virtus 6 to 11 three days a week even though I was there like five days a week and then I'd be like working blah 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 I'm excited to have a bit more of a set schedule with where I want to be, what I want to do, feeling happy with it. Because for the past three months, it's been, like, super happy being at Virtus and then, like, going to Chemist Warehouse and just being like, I hate this. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. Good. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Any yeah. more for any more? Um, I think we're sorted. Another <laughs> shout-out to Liam. I feel like he deserved a lot more talking about in that podcast the correct answer to what are you most confident about is my relationship yeah and it would be sweet oh, damn it <laughs> this opportunity he's gonna listen Take to that, that and back. wait till the last minute yeah for you he'll know, probably yeah. like turn it off by he'll the last minute up. oh mate I would oh, I'd be upset damn it um, the rook and the rock that's the thing <laughs> so anyone listening at home if you're still listening I haven't turned it off yet <laughs> because I haven't sort of recording Jasmine's new nickname is rook yeah it's partly because she's the newest coach, but also <laughs> mostly because she hated it so much that she told us to stop calling her that. Yeah. And for anyone out there, any uninitiated, she's a fairly mature 20-year-old, but obviously not mature enough. If you don't yeah. want to be called something, then you need to like just look like you're embracing it and it'll go away. Yeah. So bad luck there. Bad luck. Maybe I should start embracing it then. You got a favourite quote to finish off? Oh, one I've been saying a lot lately... Um, in terms of like the conversations I've been having with people is the one by Ray Dalio out of principles meaningful yep give it a ding meaningful work and meaningful relationships I don't know off by heart or anything this is just what I get out of the sentence meaningful work and meaningful relationships is all that you need and then money is just an added income like it's just a bonus it's a win if you can sort of get yourself in an environment that has those boxes and you're getting paid for it, like, awesome. But if you can do it without getting paid, who cares? I think it's really important to find, like, a place where you're happy in working. If you're at a job where, like, you're not in a meaningful relationship but it's meaningful work, then you're sort of missing out on that idea and then you're only, in the, you're only there for income. Like, it's just... It's mm. good. Yeah. Mate, love your work. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Welcome. Finished off. <laughs>